Singapore? No, 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 no. You're you're lying. Singapore can't be haunted. It has so many laws to keep the country nice and fresh, and it's a gleaming metropolis. There is absolutely no way Singapore is haunted. It's too civilized to do that. That's what's going through your head, isn't it? But Singapore was not always the way it is now. And even now, behind Singapore's stunning architecture and lights, a shadow lurks in the dark. I'm Rishu Chef, and this is Legend. Chungi's history dates back as far as Singaporean history itself. It has seen the likes of invasion, bombardment, and slaughter during World War II. Chungi has been in the spotlight numerous times due to the Chinese massacre where many people were butchered on its grounds. This could be the cause of all the rumors and stories of hauntings around the area. When there is death, there is bound to be a story. There was a continuous battle that involved torture, mutilation, and murder on both prisoners of war and civilian captives. Mass executions of the Chinese were held shortly after the Singapore flew its white flag. Chungi Beach was one of the locations where these atrocities occurred. Victims were taken out to sea and were thrown overboard just like the pirates would have of their victims. But in this case, they were not left to drown. As they struggled to stay afloat, the enemy would shoot them with a machine gun to ensure that they were never coming back. Even as recent as February of 1942, Chungi was a spot where tens of thousands of Chinese that were suspected of being against the Japanese Kempentai were dreadfully executed. Many urban legends have surfaced since then. The ghosts of the dearly Chinese that were executed during the Japanese occupation are believed to be lingering in this very area. Reports of noises said to resemble the voices of people crying and screaming have been one too many. Passersby have even sighted the heads of the deceased Chinese people flying around as their headless bodies roam around the beach aimlessly. In some extreme cases, scenes of execution have been witnessed and bloodstains can be seen everywhere. In February of 1942, thousands of Chinese civilians were murdered during the infamous Sukching operation. The Japanese were forced to surrender after the war, but it wasn't good soon enough. Many have already been executed by the Japanese at Chungi Beach. The culprits were put to trial for their war crimes, and after a few years, the Japanese were sentenced to suffer the same fate that they had cruelly bestowed upon their victims. Fifteen of them were sentenced to be executed at the very same place that where they took the lives of others, Chungi Beach. The first of the Japanese soldiers to be put on trial and sentenced to death is Lieutenant General S. Fukuyai who was a commander for the POW camp here in 1942. He even put in or the order to execute two Australian and two British by way of a gunshot at the shores of Chungi Beach. He was found guilty and was similarly sentenced to be killed in the same fashion as his victims. Photographs of Fukai's execution were published in Singaporean newspapers. Other personnel at the POW camp, such as Major General Saito, Captain Suzuki, and Tominaga, Kobayashi, and the Kawazoi were later condemned to die by hanging. Fukuye's trial and his consequent death were followed by the Vice Admiral Tihara, who served as the general commanding officer of the Adaman and Nicobar Islands. 
Together with five of his men, they were all found guilty in July 1945, three years after their surrender. The charge was murdering nine Burmese soldiers. A year after they were found guilty, they were sentenced to death by hanging at the Chungi area. It is said that two of the condemned men wrote a poem about their imminent demise the night before they were hanged. In this poem, their final thoughts and a plea to pass their message to their families who await them in Japan. On the night before the execution, Vice Admiral O'Hara was calm and collected. He had accepted the fact that he would be put to death the very next morning. Aware of the fact that his men were just following orders, the Vice Admiral was prepared to accept the responsibilities of his actions that led to the death of nine Burmese people. Lieutenant Adisha, who was the general commanding officer of the railway at Thailand and was to be charged next for the incident, which is now dubbed the Death Railway. Families and relatives of victims traveled across oceans from Australia and England to attend the trials of Lieutenant Yadisha and the men he leads, which included Colonel Nakumura, Colonel Yanagida, Lieutenant Colonel Ishii, and Major Senda. Other Japanese soldiers, particularly medical officers, were sentenced to a long-term imprisonment and some even got life in prison. This true story was passed on by a pal who witnessed the success of the sabotage that occurred during the war. The wrongful deaths were a byproduct of anti-Japanese operation gone wrong, and it resulted in the deaths of many innocent Chinese men. The Japanese Air Force had seized the Chungi Aerodrome complex during the Japanese occupation. It was used to store and house their personnel. One night, a group of POWs stumbled upon a bunch of Japanese radical aircraft engines lying around waiting to be dismantled and serviced. They realized that some of the engines were missing, the cylinder heads, and the idea of sabotaging these engines were put in motion. But they had to do it quickly before these engines were serviced and put back together. The place wasn't heavily guarded, and even so, the Japanese guards were slightly slacked and would allow the Chinese to wander Above the air, about the area at night. The POWs were hanging around the Celerang barracks, which was, at the time, being used as a mechanical workshop by the Japanese soldiers. Vehicles were serviced and repaired here. The POWs spotted a stack of batteries and a bunch of wicker-covered jars in what corner. They sneaked some of the jars with the unknown substances back to the Chungi Gao to examine it. As an experiment, they decide to see what happens when they pour it onto a piece of time. To their surprise, a substance ate right through the piece of tin, and that could only mean that the contents of the glass jars are undiluted sulfuric acid. The plan to brush the substance inside the five cylinders that were, were mounted on the engine. They managed to acquire some of the old pickle jars and filled them to a halfway point with dangerous sulfuric acid. They even pleaded a holder out of coconut leaves to prevent any accidents from happening while they handled the jars. When everything was ready, the plan was set into motion. It was dark and the night without was without moonlight when they sneaked into the area where the engines lay dark and waiting to be serviced and repaired. When they arrived, they quickly opened up the jars and brushed the acid onto the cylinders. To their surprise, the POWs managed to sabotage eight or so engines. Once the job was done, they quietly made their way back to the holding area at Chungi Gao. Coincidentally, the Americans were sending their B-29 bombers to Singapore. As a counterattack, 
the Japanese would scramble their fighters in an attempt to fight them off. Some of the fighters would return moments after taking off, and others would crash into a plantation of coconut trees that were at the end of the runway of the aerodrome. Spattering noises could be heard from the engines as a plane came crashing down. It was these Japanese Zero fighters that were sabotaged and the Japanese engineers suspected foul play. An investigation was held, and the Japanese decided to round up a bunch of innocent Asian workers at work at Changi Beach. The prisoners were interrogated and possibly tortured for two days. Also, a large group of men from the villages nearby were detained for questioning. With no solid evidence and no way to determine who did it, the Japanese decided to blame the Asian workers. It was probably the best explanation, and the most convenient one as well for them. The innocent Asian workers were punished and murdered for the actions of the POW. The execution was of great proportions, and the victims were shot at Changi Beach. They were executed for something they didn't commit. It is now said that their angry spirits still haunt the Changi Beach area. So if you're there, be sure to look behind you and watch out. Singapore's Bukit Brown Cemetery is a unique and beautiful location. Not only is it the resting place for over 100,000 people nestled snugly amongst dense rainforest, it also functions as a biodiversity park. The cemetery is spread through some 233 hectares of jungle-like forests with graves dating back to 1833. There are many prominent figures from Singapore's history buried here. These graves lie right alongside those who were poor or met unfortunate ends during World War II, living in serene unison with the dead of many species of birds. Interestingly, the cemetery has even become a sanctuary for many rare and even endangered species to thrive. The walking trails and hikes that lead visitors through Bukit Brown Cemetery are popular amongst visitors. However, some fear the area and don't dare go to go near the sleeping cemetery. Many legends state that this is one of the most haunted places in Singapore. Bucket Brown Cemetery has a long history in many graves. This likely assisted the legends that it is haunted to prosper. One of the main pieces of folklore states that the forested area that encompasses the cemetery is haunted by Pontianaks. These beings are the spirits of women who died whilst pregnant or during childbirth. They are said to be very aggressive, fierce, and strike fear into the hearts of many, especially when you consider their typical vampirish tendencies. The origins of these ghoulish beings haunting Bukit Brown Cemetery haven't been defined in folklore. Yet, there are said to be multiple Pontianaks haunting the area. Another of the ghost stories that have been circulated about this famed Singaporean cemetery is of far more recent times. 2011 saw the construction of a massive eight-lane highway approved. The road cut directly through the cemetery and resulted in some 4,000 graves being exhumed and moved elsewhere. Understandably, this is have said to have angered the dead, who were supposed to be resting eternally within this burial place. It is said that the spirits of those who were relocated were very disturbed. This disrespect caused them to arise from their slumber and to haunt the cemetery. 
Additionally, the rest of the spirits, although untouched by this construction, were also angered. They were also thought to wander through the grounds of the cemetery, hoping to defend their place of rest. All 100,000 plus of them. Bucket Brown is not too far from the main city center of Singapore. It makes for an interesting trip and a serene stroll laced with nature and history. It is not uncommon to find joggers or people walking their dogs here, right alongside those at the cemetery to mourn or pay their respects. This can show you that everything can live in harmony. Of course, until you add ghosts. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Legend. There is a new episode every week, so stay tuned for that. And as always, thanks for listening.